Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. A little still under the weather, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about 3D printing guns. Specifically, 3D printers, that which prints the actual guns, they may start requiring background checks. Now, here's what's going on. I found this to be actually rather interesting, and this is going to be an interesting debate, I think, uh, in legislatures possibly across the country. Uh, this is coming from Tom's Hardware, and here's what's going on. A recently submitted bill in the New York State Assembly, so only for New York at the moment, would require anybody who buys a 3D printer to undergo a criminal background check, which could take basically up to 15 days to complete. Now, uh, this was sponsored by Assembly Member Jennifer Rajkumar, and uh, this bill would target, quote, any three-dimensional printer sold in the state which is capable of printing a firearm or any components of a firearm, end quote, and also require retailers in the state to request a criminal history from the state's division of criminal justice services, meaning a state background check. So <clears throat> if you're committing your crimes outside of New York and want to buy a 3D printer in New York, you should be okay, I guess. Now, according to the text of the bill, the Commissioner of Criminal Justice Services will have up to 15 days to review the purchaser's criminal history and decide if they can buy a printer. Now, the goal of this bill is to prevent the manufacture of so-called ghost guns. These are unregistered firearms that essentially are made at home. They don't have licensing and all of that. So if, for example, I here in Illinois go and buy a firearm from a local firearm dealer, that firearm obviously is coming from a manufacturer. It has a serial number. The, the gun shop that I am buying it from or the firearm shop I'm buying it from is going to register that with the ATF, and so there is essentially a traceable thing. So if my gun is found at the scene of a crime, guess where they're coming first? They're coming with me, and I better have a report that it's stolen, otherwise I'm going to be in some serious trouble. But here's the thing regarding this, though. This would actually restrict the sale of pretty much any consumer-grade printer in the entire state of New York. So in terms of 3D printers, there's actually advice from the firearm community on which ones to buy. So for example, um, there is a publication called Gun Digest, which gives uh, essentially the very popular Cre uh, Creality Ender 3 version 2 its highest recommendation for firearm printing. It also recommends the Prusa i3 MKS MK3S Plus uh, <clears throat> 3D printer as well, specifically for printing firearms, meaning the overarching firearms community has embraced the ability to do this on your own, essentially staying off the grid. Now, both of those um, are known as bed slinger style FDM printers. So what that means is that essentially, if you can print uh, a firearm on one of those printers that I just mentioned, then you can basically print a firearm with virtually any 3D printer. Now, the law says, quote, for purposes of this section, three-dimensional printer means a computer or computer-driven machine or device capable of producing a three-dimensional object from a digital model. But Here's the thing with that language. The word producing is vague because laser cutters, for example, can also create 3D objects from digital models. Either way, though, 3D printing the parts to put a gun together really isn't that hard. There's a slew of 3D model files out there online that you can get for free and you can download. You can basically, it comes in standard filaments like PLA or ABS if you're familiar with 3D printing. However, this is the interesting part. Guns that can withstand f being fired more than a couple of times usually require more metal parts, and those can't be 3D printed unless you buy a very expensive metal 3D printer. Meaning, 
If you're going for 100% plastic, you're maybe going to get a shot off in this thing before structurally that plastic-based firearm is essentially unsound. But obviously, if it's 100% plastic, then the issue is, okay, metal detectors, all those kinds of things. Now, this particular bill is still in committee in the state of New York, may never make it to a floor vote, so it may not ever become a law. But if it does... It's a serious precedent that other states may adopt, obviously splitting along party-controlled lines. So expect bluer states like California and Illinois, etc., to essentially try and adopt similar language and get that passed as their legislatures uh, essentially are controlled uh, by the Democrats. Now, if if you think uh, you know Texas, Alabama, or Florida is going to be passing that legislature, you're you're probably high. So that's not going to happen. But one thing, I'll just say this on a tangent, I've never been a fan of in the debate on firearms is that it's zero-sum politics, and it seems to be an all-or-none solution, whether it's the NRA saying we can't have any kind of restrictions whatsoever, or it's the other side of the aisle saying all guns should be banned. And I think the reality of it is that we're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle, whether it's ghost guns, illegal guns that are out there. There are hundreds of millions of unregistered firearms. You can look up these stats, and so if you're banning law-abiding citizens from owning firearms, you're not getting rid of, of all of those out there. And God forbid this turns into the purge on the worst case scenario uh, or something in between or just stresses law enforcement even more so than they are already stressed in this rising time of violence. And so the other side of that is there has to be a balance somewhere, but it really comes down to, at the end of the day, trust. You've got both sides that don't trust the other side. You got uh, one side that doesn't trust the government uh, to administer any of this in any kind of fair or uh, you know balanced judicial way. And so here we are perpetually stuck. And so we can see Sandy Hook after Sandy Hook after Sandy Hook. And while most people, including gun owners, agree that something needs to be done, we can't agree on what to do. And so I don't think necessarily banning 3D printers is, is going to be one of those things. I, I don't know the practical applications of that law, meaning what if I'm a teacher and I want to buy a whole bunch of consumer 3D printers for my engineering class because I teach high school. And am I now going through a background check to buy these? Do I have to justify this? Does the school have to buy this? Like, like, like you know, how does this work? And so I think there's a lot of logistics to this. But overarchingly, I think, you know, if the less firearms we have, you know, out there that are not registered in some way, shape, or form, obviously the less chance of committing crime. But again, that's one aspect of a million different things. And so that may just be a false statement on my end too. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because if they actually go through and start doing background checks on 3D printers, obviously it's going to stress the background check department in the justice system in the state of New York. But we're once again, I think, going to see a hodgepodge of laws uh, basically go across the United States because, quite frankly, Congress can't get it together. In fact, they just tried earlier today to uh, vote in a Speaker of the House and couldn't do it. And so we'll see where that goes. But I digress. And so that is your news of the day. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. This obviously is a hot button topic. And here we are. <clears throat> and please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.